What it do, what it do. Man, it's been a hot, 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 hot minute since I've been on here. Um, But welcome back to the JGL Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Jordan Big J, or it's your boy, Big J, Jean-Louis, not no Gene Lewis, not no Jean-Louis, get it right, Jean-Louis. As we wait for my co-host Kyle Edwards to hop on, um, aka Zion Williamson, um, we in for a good show. Uh, I know my skin, I got a little darker, uh, I got that from my cruise. We went to, hence the introduction music. The island, the island music. So I'm an island boy. <laughs> um, yeah, we went to. Uh, I went on a carnival, uh, the Carnival Cruise Line. We went to the Bahamas, uh, Amber Cove, which is the DR. And we went to uh, Grand Turks. Now, I did go to Grand. I get. I, I did go to Turks before, but for my 21st, I went to uh, Turks and Caicos, which is like the main island. But I've never been to Grand Turk, which is beautiful, clear water. Did uh, snorkeling with the rays, stingrays, snorkeling, saw some fish. Pretty cool. But uh, I got a nice little tan. You know what I'm saying? Still peeling, but hey. Um, we back to it. Uh, I got my graduation in May, uh, May 23rd. You know, so uh, I'm excited for that. But the important thing is we are back back in business um but yeah like when i when i was on the boat um i, I saw some news that uh odell beckham jr signed with the ravens um on a one-year deal i, I tried to get wi-fi i got the wi-fi package for like i think it's like 24 hours it's like it's like 22 bucks for like 24 hours i try to stay in touch with my fans as much as possible on the boat but uh it um, if y'all have ever been on a cruise, I know this is as a sports show, but if y'all been on a cruise, um, you know once you leave that 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 main port, like you're out, like on the water, like in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I think it's like that Monday, uh, like or Tuesday, that boat was like, that boat was rocking. Uh, I got my my co-host coming in. My brother. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I was telling the fans, I'm I'm like darker than you now, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Pretty close. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Them Grand Turks in Bahama, um, some rays got me, got me dark, man. A little, got a nice little dark, crisp tan. But uh, yeah, I was telling the viewers that, you know, I was on a cruise and like doing like a little hiatus, you know, a little vacation. Uh, but yeah, I was just uh, kind of like introducing ourselves again. Like, you know, I got my, I'm Jordan Jean-Louis, the co or the host, and I got my co-host, uh, Zion Williamson, man. Uh, even though y- y'all not in the playoffs, but it's all good. I got plenty of time. <laughs> what, to eat healthy and uh, lay, lay, lay out the Mountain Dews? I got to tell them, man. Stop, stop with the beignets and, and then jambalaya and all that. 
Hey, don't get wrong. That jambalaya is spicy, man. It's mad good, mad, mad flavorful. That's so, so I don't. I, don't, I mean, you're in Atlanta. You're down south. That's down south food, man. I've had my share of jambalaya for sure. You had your West African foods, right? The rice, beans, chicken, steak. I mean, vegetables. Having Trinidadian in, in my blood and all that does not help because that food is really good as well. But it's it's it's, it's tough. But yeah, man. Uh, like we back in business, man. Oh, my charger came out the wall. But yeah, man. How you doing, man? Uh, how are, how are things, man? Uh, they, I, I mean, I can't complain, you know. Um, have some teams in the playoffs that are doing really well. Oh, uh, NBA, and, yes, sir. Yeah, I got Celtics. I got Bruins and hockey doing well. Got um, Revolution yep. are doing well in MLS so far. So it's 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 been pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we can start with the uh... – NBA, um, like I know you said you, like were you aware of what Phil Jackson said, or do I have to read it? I mean, I can read it. Oh, well, I'm mean, like I was gonna read the statement anyway, but if you know what he said or whatever about the bubble, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I know you put it in statement. there, but I mean, for I guess viewers, you can kind of uh, let people know what he said. So yeah, like before I read read it, like you know, like so like the bubble happened. Um, like well, Phil Jackson, he comes to the great MJ, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan. He coached Kobe Bryant with the Lakers, so he coached a lot of legends. Um, he had a and Knicks, had a great role with the Knicks. Of players. Well, uh, well, then they play. They coached the Knicks, and then he had the triangle offense, and it worked for a little bit with Carmelo and everything. But that kind of like, uh, like hit the fan, and they did. They, I, I, I'm not sure if they still use the triangle offense in the in the Knicks organization, but. They, they, they used to be the main kind of offense when Phil Jackson was, you know, at the helm of the, the coaching, uh, the coaching job. Um, but uh, yeah, if people don't know know him. He coached with the Bulls, with MJ, uh, Scotty Pippen, you know, the, the greats, um, Rodman, and then he coached. Uh, I'm pretty sure he coached Shaq, Kobe, all in the, in that time frame. Um, and so recently, uh, I think back like right during the pandemic or like the year before the pandemic in 2019, um, the bubble happened. Uh, there was a, a select few teams that, you know, had their standings. And I think it was not every team made the bubble, just like the teams that were like in the playoff contention. Um, I think it was like, close to the end of the season, like COVID happened and they had, the NBA had to find a quick solution of how could we, combine like basketball and safety and health i know people are going to say players had ample time to rest up in, in between games this is true but there's guidelines where if you left the bubble and then you had the quarantine so zion had to i think leave for hey <laughs> zion had to leave i think for family or like issues or whatever or injury i think or whatever yeah. um we all know what uh Lemon um, pepper, not, not Al Horford. I'm gonna say Al Horford now. I was gonna say, uh, oh, lemon pepper. <laughs> you said lemon pepper. <laughs> Hell no, lemon pepper uh, Lou, that's what I call him. <laughs> um, we've we got now Lou Williams went to the club, we got some magic wings or magic city, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, if you're a player in that time, like it's really on you what you did. I mean, obviously, if you had the right mind, you, you should have stayed in the bubble. Um, but Phil Jackson has some strong kind of 
like comments about it. Uh, uh, and it's kind of like ironic because he's an NBA coach. He's a legend in that realm. And um, he was saying how, uh, let me see the quote. They had, um, they had, think, so what he's referencing is like a two-part, like, I think it's like a, it had like a two-part quote, then or a one-part quote, and they had another quote at the end. But he was saying how like um, so at the time, like like players had like uh like names on their back, like justice or equality or um I don't know, uh certain names on the back to represent like because you know all know in the Milwaukee shooting that happened, uh with yeah. um I forget his name, I think James Blake or something like that, that in Kenosha. Where the Bucks had the chance to, I think, play the Magic, and yeah, they protested. Um, and even LeBron was like on his podcast with Richard Jefferson. I think they're um, the On the Road show with Richard Jefferson and LeBron. He said that he, because he was a leader, like even though he's not in the NF or the NBA PA, uh, he kind of he still has that stature of like, hey, if LeBron don't play, then no one plays. Because LeBron said, hey, we were about to leave the bubble. Um, you know what I'm saying? They were like they, they he got thoughts of leaving it and um so for so what Phil Jackson is saying, it says they had things on their back, like justice and funny thing, and a funny thing happened, like justice just went to the basket and equal opportunity, oh that's another name, uh knocked him down. Jackson said, uh some of the some of my grandkids some of my grandkids thought it was this is for Yahoo Sports. Uh, some of the grand, some of my grandkids thought it was pretty funny to play up those names. I couldn't watch it, watch that. Um, it was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience to the game. He said, and they didn't know it was turning other people off. People want to see sports as non political. Politics stays out of the game. It doesn't need to be there. Well, Phil Jackson, sir. Yes. Okay. You are right. Sports and politics is two totally separate things. One is strictly sports. And, but nowadays you have, we all know like the January 6th insurrection of the Capitol, right? That was during the NBA, kind of like that. I think it was during the NBA season that went on. Um, so he, he does have a point where you shouldn't really mix race or political things into but it's in this day and age it's hard to do that um but now he doesn't have a point to me but i mean i'll, I'll let you finish you know well as it comes to like i mean as well he well for, i guess uh, all right in a sense like this is a show a sports show right mm -hmm. it's not not like it's not like cnn or like right. politico or fox right it's doing right. sports yeah. right so that's where i'm kind of coming from like where he has a point where it's like okay but brother Phil Jackson, man, I respect you, brother, but this statement is is wrong because don't you get it? Like Bill Russell, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. He he has dealt with more race. Wait, I mean he 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 played in Boston, your your favorite team. I mean, obviously you weren't around that time when you know that all that that severity was going on. But you have Bill Russell mm -hmm. playing where the, the civil rights was going on. And to know that, and it comes back to the to the cabinet situations, kneeling down for what is right. 
Conor Cameron did, did not kneel because he hated the flag. He knelt down because people were. He said it in the media. He said people were being people are being oppressed. People of color are being oppressed by cops. Now, at the time, um, an officer, you know, shot. I don't. I don't think he killed um the guy in Milwaukee. He's thank God he's still he's living in mm-hmm. Kenosha. Um, but Phil Jackson, man, you are. I wish we had like a one of those experts. Like, you are wrong in this situation because how how can you say that when you know it's tough times? We we all saw was it. W- what was the recent? Well, that was all black cops, though. But remember, what like what state was that in? Was that is that in the, the recent one? Out that was in North Kentucky or Kentucky. Tennessee. That wasn't the school. I'm talking about like the like the stop, the traffic stop, the black guy that got beat by those all those black cops. Yeah, I think that it was, was like it was like recently. I think that's Kentucky or Tennessee. Oh, Kentucky. They're starting to run together now. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, but I, when I saw this, like this statement, and I saw like the live interview. Why not the live interview? But like the highlights of the interview, like like I kind of have lost a little bit of respect for like Phil Jackson because like he obviously doesn't take away what he did in NBA coaching and stuff. But like mm-hmm. you're wrong. You, this is not a time to say that in this time and age where yes, you want to try to stay away from political. As much as you can, but you can't really coincide. Like, are you like the two things? So, Kyle, like you said, you don't have a point. So, what do you tell me? What's your going right, on, so, man? Like, what? So, so here's what I find interesting. Well, but, but like, you might have to read the whole quote for yourself because that's part. Of, like, that was like wasn't the whole thing. You Let me said see if I can find any more. I, I mean, you said enough that I get the. Oh, oh idea okay. There's, bunch, okay, there's right more. Here. I don't think it's a mystery. You need to read between the fine lines. Pip- oh wait, that's Pippin. Sorry. Um, yeah, my bad. That's that's a Pippin quote. Cool. Okay. Well, it's it's funny. Well, one Phil Jackson's seventy-seven years old. He's he's set in his ways. That's probably how he feels. He's also not the only one who. There was plenty of people when the bubble's going on that came out on social media and would always say. Oh, I turned on to watch a basketball game, not a political statement. The NBA's lost me. My response to all that was deuces. Didn't need you anyway. I find it funny how you mentioned it. Kaepernick did his thing. Oh, they had slogans, but other players they, joined they, they in. They had uh, slogans on the floor on the baseline. It was catering. Yeah. It was trying to cater to it. This is like to the audience. Um, they didn't know it was turning other people off. So, yeah, so, I mean, to cut you it off. Turns yeah. off the people who don't care about social justice. I got something to tell you. I could care less about what you think. These are players who are seeing what's going on around the world. They're allowed to have an opinion. If you don't like it, that's on you, not on them. And, you know, like I was saying, you brought up the Kaepernick thing. He took a knee. The people who wanted to pay attention knew why he was doing it. And look, two years later, George Floyd happened. Exactly. Um, a certain person who was in the White House as president decided to push himself into that story. I mean, I mean, you can say it. Pu- don't be as scared. It's Trump. Trump said I'm, it. Trump said I mean, it. I'm not scared. It's just that I just <laughs> hey, like the guy, so I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say anything. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Right, right. Yeah. He's the one who 
made it political. So how come it works that way, but it can't work the other way? You know, he he based his whole platform off of these athletes taking a knee. He said several things like, if I was running the league, I'd kick them out. I'd make sure guys stand up. And remember, there was the whole Villanueva thing with the Steelers, where because he has a military background, he almost felt conflicted because he wanted to be out there for the National Anthem. But most of his teammates wanted to stay in the locker room, so that became a story. Look, nobody said, you know, race topics or social justice was supposed to be comfortable for everybody. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's whether or not you want to engage in that or you want to pull yourself away. You know, some people want to hide behind the fact, like, keep politics out of sports. You could very easily change the channel. You could stick to the sports that you know kind of steer clear of topics like that and enjoy your day. There, there's no there's no reason that you need to tune into the NBA knowing what's going on. Like, people knew. They announced before that the bubble, they were going to push this. So people knew that going in. So you can't tune into it and then go, oh, I, I don't want to watch this. You already knew. So, look, Phil Jackson, like you said, great coach. I'm not going to take that away from him because – you know what? I might take a little bit away from him because I'm like I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a well. I'm not, I'm not, but he, like here, like, like I'm gonna talk and then you're gonna. I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you finish. Because my thing is, he's 77, so he may be coming from a place where I'm surprised. I don't know. I'm maybe. surprised he. I'm surprised he said that. I'm really. I'm and and I and I would tell you why after you say after you say your Phil Jackson piece. seems like a guy who doesn't care anymore. To be honest with you, I, I mean he he took the Knicks job, did terrible at it. I don't think he cared one bit how people thought how he did in that position. He knows when he wants to get away, he can go to Montana or whatever. He can do whatever, go off the grid. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know the last time I heard from Phil Jackson. Probably like during the last dance, right? So he's a guy who, when he wants to pull away, he can do it very easily. Right. So I, I feel like, look, I could probably give him credit for being honest. I'll give him that. What he said was, you know, foolish, but at least he was, you know, bold enough to put it out there. Because he also has some people who feel the way he does. And are hiding behind it to try to fit in with everybody like, oh, yeah, social justice. But then it actually don't care about it. So it's it's cool to understand what side of the fence he's on. I still think this one way, you know, track of mind people have about sports and politics. That's what I don't understand. It's like it's cool for certain aspects of it. But when it's about minorities and race, then it's a problem. You know, if, if coaches want to talk about school shootings and stuff, you have sections of people who are like, oh, what are they talking about? They don't even know what they're talking about. It's not that big of a deal. So it's always like as long as the, the topics that are being touched on, you know, the majority, you know, a lot of Trump's followers and people like that who have that mindset, right. they have something to say about it. If it's other aspects that fit into their narrative, 
they cheer for those people because we saw the NASCAR race with the kid up there, the fans going, you know, F you Biden. He became a celebrity, even though he was indirectly involved with it when they turned it into that other uh, slogan. I can't remember, but look, it's a it's a world that we're in with athletes that feel more empowered to speak up to react and you just got to live with it they have platforms snapchat tiktok you like there's plenty of platforms out there now so it's going to be hard for you to you know necessarily avoid it just live with it because we we talked about race and stuff in here before where i'm just like look just respect people's opinions not everybody's going to have the same opinion as you but that also doesn't mean you have to vilify everybody who thinks differently than you yeah, like the, reason why, mm-hmm. like the reason why I said it, it was like before I said why I didn't say it, like I, I said it was ironic because first he's a, he was an NBA coach and he said mm-hmm. he doesn't watch the NBA because of this. It's like it's ironic too because like he can't really talk because like he's coached some of the greatest black athletes of all time and made millions off of that. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman. I mean, he kind of like made money off their off, off their sweat and blood and you know effort and then you're gonna come out and say oh oh this because they had some social justice names on their on their back or on the court or on the backboards or anywhere like I mean to be honest yeah basketball is competitive but I, in my opinion like the bubble was probably the most fun because it was just strictly basketball like obviously yes crowd watching the crowd is awesome and Mm-hmm. The actual crowd get into it mm-hmm. is, is cool, but it's kind of like going to like a, a YMCA or like, or or just an open gym, just playing ball. But you have the best players in the world. Yeah, obviously, okay, the the COVID and everything messed that up yeah. with interaction. But I mean, I I mean, I felt that like the players like did a good job of you know playing as hard as they could doing everything they could to make the bubble work. And I think Adam Silver, I don't know the, all the numbers yet for like how they're as far as like COVID cases, but they're pretty low as far as, you know, after the the turnaround. And like, I felt it's kind of like funny and ironic, how, well, not funny, but ironic how Phil has coached some of the best black athletes in the world and that's why I'm not gonna take away from because he coached some of the greats, but you like you need to show some respect, man, because uh some of these like he he has made millions and even Jalen Rose kinda Jalen Rose came back at him and kinda said what I said. He said, You can't make this up. The same Phil Jackson that won championships with some of the greatest black athletes in the history of the game, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. Who said made millions on their backs and and off their sweat of equity? I mean that's it's it's true. Um, in at this day and age, I mean obviously, yeah. I mean I'm I respect people's you know opinions and and pe- like you said, people come from different backgrounds of the world have different you know views on race and social justice and stuff, and that's fine. But like, you don't come out and say you, you don't watch basketball because of that, and your grandkids thought it was funny. I mean, you don't want – when your grandkids get to a certain age – I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I know, like, once you get to, like, a certain age of your grandkids, you want to have your grandkids 
um, when they get to that age, they have some respect. Like you don't want to, like you don't want to uh, teach your kids or your grandkids, hey, disrespect this one race or respect this one cause or you want them to be open. That's why I respect Kyrie in a sense, where because he, I know Kyrie has his certain things, but he with the whole Amazon thing, but. But the other, but the other thing is like you know he he donated money to certain organizations for, with the committees in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, he has he has a strong stance on on race and everything. Like that's okay. But when it comes to like this, like talking down on the NBA, like, oh, I'm not gonna watch it because of this. Like you said, there's freaking Nickelodeon to watch. There's CNN to watch. There's MTV to watch. There's freaking Netflix to watch. Um, but I mean, it kind of it kind of irked me when I saw the comments. I don't know if you saw the comments like before I mentioned that to you on the text message, but like, I mean, I can tell yeah, you were kind of like, I, I, I get the whole because I, I heard it when the bubble happened. It seemed like every day you'd read something from somebody like, "Look, I'm completely off the end." There's actually people now who still will be like. Um, forget the NBA. I don't, I don't watch it. Haven't watched it in years. Don't plan on going back to it because probably out of all the leagues, that's the one league where the players probably speak up the most. Yeah, like or I have said, the more have people, more freedom. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Some people they they don't want these athletes out here speaking like they they work for CNN. They, they, <coughs> right. They want, you know they want the athletes from back in the day. You know, meathead, jock, all that kind of stereotypes that athletes had. That's what people love. They just go up there, they played, they went home, cool. Not today. They'll they'll um, have a pre-game co- press conference. They'll speak on things. Play the game, they'll have a post-game press conference. Speak on issues. And, you know, as I said, guess their athletes number one uh, well actually above being an athlete they are a functioning member of society so anything that happens within society is fair game for them to talk about they're they're involved yeah. if, if, if lebron wants to go on a 20-minute tirade about school shootings he's got kids he's not just an athlete he's a dad right. he's allowed to feel some type of way about that and but i don't know why we got to a point where it's like these guys can't talk because I know you've talked about before. I mean, probably not on the show, but way back where it's like the whole shut up and dribble thing. Oh some yeah. People with heard, LeBron, yeah. Some people heard that and was like, yes, she was right to say that. And other people were just like, are you serious? What are you talking about? As long as they're not out here, you know, putting bounties on people with their speech, what's the issue? They're not doing anything wrong. Right, they're just voicing their opinion. Yeah, that whole shut up and dribble that was some bull crap, man. I like that whole like, it's kind of like just shut, just shut up and play. Yeah, it became a celebrity amongst certain pockets of the country because that's the, that's the way they felt as well. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like that's kind of like that comment that he made kind of irked me in a way that it's like, damn, like show some respect, man, because like, like, come on, like. Some people are afraid of what they don't understand. And I'm shocked because Phil Jackson's kind of quiet. 
like you know, like you say, you're kind of like that low key kind of like the last time I seen him was probably in the boy last dance, and like he's probably you know I don't know where he lives at now, probably he LA somewhere or whatever. Incredible job hiding. I don't he know. Does. I don't know how a guy who coached Michael Jordan, Kobe, and Shaq finds a way to complete. But Jordan's kind of. I mean, Jordan's quiet. I mean, all the greats are kind of quiet. Like Jordan's kind of secretive a little bit, even though he's the owner of the Charlotte, but he's kind of like low key. Like, I mean, last time we seen him on TV, he was probably the last dance prior to that. Uh, maybe space. Or probably space with dance. some random camera okay. shot watching the horse. Or some like commercial. Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Carl Malone. I mean, Malone, he's kind of quiet until that whole, that whole uh, case came up. When he popped up All Star Weekend, I was shocked. I hadn't heard his name or seen him since probably that Lakers run. He, he you know, tried to win a ring with them but got hurt. But after that, he completely disappeared. Which I mean, if you're living in Utah or something, he's like a farmer type guy. I guess it's pretty easy to kind of keep to yourself at that point. But look, Bill yeah. Jackson's gonna feel the way he he does. There's no changing that. I mean, he, yeah, he's probably getting a lot of hate from people. I'm sure he woke up. He'll wake up tomorrow, and he'll he'll feel fine being Phil Jackson. Right. Right. Um. So I guess it's just on the NBA still. I mean, the, the playoffs are in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LA is up two to one or three to one, or I think they're two to one. Yes. Two to one. Mm-hmm. Um Celtics here, I think they play like I think right now, I think they're playing right now against the Hawks. Yeah. Um I mean, I mean, Knicks are uh, up three one against the Cavs. So tell me, like, what's your, I guess, what is your surprise team or the team that you're shocked about that's kind of, like, doing good, like, right now? I mean, I mean, I go first. I mean, I think it's the, I think it's the Knicks. Because, obviously, I knew. I'm not that shocked by that. Because I've always said I think Cleveland is probably a year away. Also, well, they were saying I, how Donovan not, Mitchell, he was a guy, and like you know all I, that, and Mobley, and all the the Allen had that the good backcourt. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole panel on the NBA Today show before the game was like, well, Stephen A. picked the Knicks, of course, that's his team, but then the whole panel picked. Stephen uh, A. surprised with that too, though, because Stephen A. was real upset when the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell, and he used to say all year, "Watch, they're gonna face up." Face each other in the playoffs and watch the Cavs beat it on get real upset. Now they're up three one and he's Mister Nick. But uh, okay, but well, I think he's always is, been. A, I think he's always been a Knicks fan. Though. No, he's been a Knicks fan, but he likes to get upset with the Knicks when they don't get. Like he was upset when they didn't get LeBron. He was upset when you know they only got Amari Stoudemire and all that. But he was really upset with the Donovan Mitchell one because I know, mean, I mean, I thought he was. I mean, I thought he was gonna be. I thought. I mean, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I thought he was gonna go to the Knicks. I, th- I thought it was leaning that I, Cavs. I was like surprised by that team. Those Jazz teams always fell short, and it looks like this Cavs team's gonna fall short. Maybe Mitchell is. I don't know if I should say he's like a number two, but maybe he's a 1B and you need another guy with him. Just putting Mitchell in Cleveland with Garland, Allen, Mobley, and stuff like that, clearly it's not good enough. 
unless they somehow turn it around and win three straight against the Knicks. But, you know, if they lose to the Knicks, I, I wouldn't have picked Cleveland against Boston. I wouldn't have picked them against Milwaukee. You know, Philly would have been a challenge as well. So I, I think Cleveland's kind of a 5-6 seed with Donovan Mitchell. You know, for, for I guess for the futility that Cleveland had all those years post-LeBron, I think it's fine right now for Cleveland. But they're they're gonna have to make some moves to try to improve that team. Um, I mean, it's been like a lot of interesting series because, I mean, you and Lakers Nation love the fact when Golden State was down two zero. I mean, what do you mean? You're a Lakers fan too, right? <laughs> I, I told you I I joined sabotage and it's not working right now, but I'm not giving up. Um. Because Sacramento, they took their two games at home and they looked impressive. Golden State's turned around now, won mm-hmm. their two games at Golden State. You know, yes, Golden State struggles on the road. In a seven-game series, though, you technically only have to win one road game. If, if you're telling me Golden State can't win a road game, then we got problems. So I still think that series is going to go seven. It's been oh, the Kings and the Warriors? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that so game was I, crazy today. I've been all in on that series. I love that series. Um, but yeah, so I guess going to the Laker Nation thing. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke well about the Lakers for about five minutes. Freddie lost his mind because I said, I'm not a hater. I'm realistic. So I picked Memphis going in, but I saw from game one, I saw a lot of troubling things. We're still seeing it. Um Yo, shout out to Ja though for coming back, dropping forty last night. Oh, well, like one hand, that Yeah, he was hitting threes as well, which I said if that's the one aspect of his game that he became like a thirty-five percent three-point shooter, he'd probably be unstoppable on offense. But the Dylan Brooks aspect, where you know he's trying to be the yeah. villain of the NBA which he's succeeding at because there's a lot of people that don't like him. I think Memphis as a whole is trying to portray themselves as, you know, grimy, tough, little dirty. And, you know, if they want to be that, then they need to wear it. You know, they can't try to be like that. And then people ask them about it, be like, oh, no, we're just misunderstood. Embrace it or don't do it. Um, I will say, I know this was a big thing in the group chat. The Dylan Brooks play was not a flagrant two. I yeah, I, I could get down with a flagrant one. Cool. But there was no way that was a flagrant two. Yeah, at first glance, I thought it was a flagrant two. But then I was down back on it. It was like a flagrant one. At least. Yeah. And the league was right to not suspend him. I think that would have been making it worse if they suspended him for the next game. <coughs> well, did they suspend Harden, though, or no? For the one game, because so. like you said, could you made a good. Well, I mean, that chat. series is over, so I don't, I don't even think people. Oh, I forgot. Oh shit, it's over. Damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they swept him. I mean, I I gave Brooklyn <laughs> hopes of winning a game, but they couldn't even do that. But you know, I still think they're in a fine position minus KD and all that. They just need to bring in another alpha guy. But yeah, but yeah, that like, that play mm-hmm. from Dylan Brooks. You know, LeBron crossed over. It looked like Brooks thought he was going to bring it in front. He went behind the back, 
and he hit him. You know, LeBron did his thing, rolling around the floor, hand over the face. We've seen it. We've seen it. I, I, the minute I saw him go down, I was like, "Here we go. He's gonna get. He's gonna get ejected. It was bound to happen." And but it, I know it's, it, it. It is a groin shot. Like you don't want to hit nobody. But he wasn't trying to. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Dylan Brooks. He. I don't know. I mean, I know he in that play. As bad he probably as wasn't felt about the Harden one. The Harden one seemed I, I worse because Harden yeah, had the ball, like jab step. It just went like that. What was the purpose of that? Dylan Brooks was guarding him, stuck his hand out like. So you you bring up a good point, Kyle. Um, thank you for bringing this up because, like, how do you feel about? Do you think it's fair that okay, it's like for like Draymond Green, right? He has a history mm-hmm. of. No, it's all the, the, the 2016 LeBron James kick to the groin. Um, do you think it's fair, like in this day and age of NBA, to like for the for the league to go like, even if it happened like five, ten, five years ago, right? Is it fair for the NBA to go back and look at hey, like, because the NBA has a thing where it's like, and now it's like you get like a certain amount of text or whatever mm-hmm. flagrant you, then you're suspended for one or whatever two games. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, do you think it's like fair for like play or the NBA? I, I want to say like to, to like target players, but like kind of like a Draymond Green, like a Dylan Brooks, like who players definitely have reputations. Yes. It's, yes. It's yes. Do you think it's fair for like um because Draymond even said it? I don't think he had a podcast yet at the time, but he think he said in the press conference that if he wasn't suspended that one game during that finals, like they would have won that championship that year. Um. So, like, do you think that? Do, do you because like do you think that it's, the NBA should base that off a of reputation? Um, I, I mean, I do agree that they should like. I, that's the I, human I do, element of refs. Some I mean, I do, I do agree that like they should. Yeah, like I do agree that they they should keep like a number for each player, like mm-hmm. and do a flagrant, whatever. Like, do you think that fl- that was that was flagrant too when he stepped on Sabonis's chest, right? That that was. Do you think he meant to do that or? Because he grabbed the dude's ankle. I didn't think it was a flagrant two for that either. But I mean, see now, see now, if the bonus didn't grab the ankle, then it would be a flagrant two. But, yeah, because then it'd be like, what are you doing? But it, since he grabbed him, I'm like, I can see you give him a tech. Well, I think he got a flagrant one. I think got a flagrant one. Uh, building or a technical for that. I don't know. I think yes, I, I, got a tech for grabbing his leg, which he probably should because, you know, let's say he grabbed it, twisted, twisted his leg. You know, Green could have rolled his ankle or something. It was just unnecessary. And for that like, aspect, do, but like, do you think players play are going to take advantage of that? Or like, reputation like Draymond Green. Like, so you have the Patrick Beverly's of the world. You have the Dylan Brooks. You have the Draymond Greens. Players who don't really put up numbers, but they're players that really. They have to toe the line. That's the only reason why they're in the league. Right. Well, that's and, the biggest asset to being in the league. They, they, like, do you they think play players like that try to push the rest of boundaries like that? Like, like, do you think it's it's Draymond's intention every game to get a technical or flagrant? Because I mean, and then I mean, he had the league on notice. Ah, oh, your audio kind of cut out a little bit. Oh, mine. You said my audio cut out. Oh, now it's better. I don't. It keeps on. Ah, oh, yes, it's better now. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I think there's there's several instances where Draymond will kind of go overboard to get a technical to fire his team up. That's that's fine. Everybody does that from time to time. 
But there are sometimes, well, maybe not even Draymond, because Draymond actually, for as much stuff and antics that he does, he kind of gets a long leash at times with some of these refs. For what he did last year in the finals against the Celtics, he should have been kicked out of like three of them games. Wow. But the refs let him do it. What did he do? I forgot. I didn't like like during the final. He, he, he did stuff to like Jalen Brown. He did stuff to Smart, Grant Williams. I remember the Jalen Brown one. Like Jalen Brown went down on the baseline, and Green like purposely held him down so he couldn't get back into the play. And oh, wow. I think Jalen Brown kind of looked at him, and then got up, and the two of them got face to face or something like that. But he was just going wild in that series. But I've seen. Um, Jason Tatum is one. He kind of had a reputation going into this year of complaining a lot. And there were several games where he would just give a ref a look and he'd get a technical foul for it. Oh, yeah. like, oh, like That's clearly off reputation. They're trying to tell him, we don't want you complaining anymore, so we're just going to tee you up. He kind of backed off from it. I think stuff like yeah. that, if you want to do it every once in a while, fine. But if it becomes like a regular thing where because you know, a lot of players understand when certain refs are playing that they're in trouble because they might get a tech because this ref is a little bit more sensitive than that ref. That should not be part of the NBA game plan. Like, um, I can't. Joey Crawford was a referee who didn't care. He would throw out, you know, uh, star players in front of the home fans and get booed for it, but he did his job. I think now a lot of fans are like afraid to upset the home crowd. So they'll do stuff to make sure that they stay on their good side. And I'm like, you shouldn't ref that way. But I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's, it is what it is with referees. I think some players have found a way to kind of play the game with them. Other ones at times they go too far and they get caught. But I mean, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think you can necessarily fix that in any way. Right, right. You just feel like um, yeah, the playoffs has been uh, been pretty good. I mean, I know it's high intensity basketball, like in the playoffs, like as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so the the Lakers, uh, they're up two one. Um, I think the uh, LA took the first game. John uh, John Moran injured his wrist in the first game, missed the first second game, um, and then they did. Did they take the Grizzlies take back game one, or did they yeah, win two games? Game in... Oh God, gosh, you gosh. It's gone. It's gone back and forth. So Lakers got one, Grizzlies won two, Lakers won three. Gosh, you gosh, you. Um, so Dylan Brooks, like you know, poking the bear, um, saying whatever I mean, he had to all say. He said was LeBron is old. LeBron is old. I mean. Yeah, I mean, but it's not like he called him. I don't know. It's not like he called him Ben Simmons or something. That's poking the bear. <laughs> I mean, I guess he gives you the point. But I mean, Dylan Brooks is like one of those players that you hate, but you love to have on the team to like get get you hyped up. Like kind of like a Draymond Green, kind of like to get people electri- electrified. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the Knicks are up three one. I didn't really expect them to be up 3-1. I mean, I know they're young, and they're – I know Duncan Rob, – not Duncan Robinson. Um, Mitchell Robinson, I know he was hurt 
in the playoffs a couple times, like in the past couple of years. So that brings them some versatility on the um on the rebounding. Um, Randall, I don't know what the. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Like he be throwing up bullshit ass shots. This is Julius Randle. I hope his kid. Some people. I hope his kid. I remember that. I hope his kid and wife is not in the audience because remember uh, during the All Star game, like his kid was like made the face of him. Like that's Julius Randle. That's why I'm. <laughs> but he made some. I guess. Some, I guess. He, I guess he's some I'm lucky so ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he made some lucky turnover and some turnaround shots. I guess he some Hail Mary shots. But... Yeah. Some nights he um, just has it and you just give it to him. But other nights <laughs> it was like he wants to take those shots. I'm fine letting him shoot those. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean that was good. that was the game, game today. I feel like every time Donovan Mitchell touched the ball, he he's either getting just stripped or he's getting it poked out and turned the ball over. This, um. Left and right. Utah Donovan Mitchell. All over again. So, um, I know Darius Garland tried, and he he was pretty good uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was kind of close all game. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, I guess the next or late third quarter, early fourth, the Knicks started to pull pull away. Um, but now, I mean, they either had to go against I think Miami or Milwaukee, right, in the next round. Yes. Ah. I mean, barring Giannis come back, I mean, I, I would say Giannis, if, if they're being too. Be he'll be back. Well, he'll he's, be back, but what waiting. if he. He's waiting. Well, if he comes back, yeah, I mean, they still got to stay cautious because that back, man. I mean, it's kind of like. Giannis. I mean, I know, I'm not, I mean, I, like, I'm not really worried about Giannis. At all. I'm just saying, like, it's like got to be cautious still, you know, with that back. Um, now with the Lakers, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm confused as to why the Lakers um, signed Tristan Thompson. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that name up. I was gonna bring it up, but uh, <laughs> no, because like I because like one time he's on NBA with uh, TNT or ESPN with uh, Malika Andrews and the ladies, mm-hmm. and then one day he's on in purple and gold on on coach, the bench. The ladies, yeah. Oh, well, I thought that was Jalen Rose. I thought he apparently he touched his uh, uh, Under Armour or whatever. I, I, I don't know. That clip is wild. <laughs> I've seen it like Wait, he didn't even, guys. I'm like, he, he didn't even do anything. He was just like, like oh, be shoulder, why did she go get your finger under my armpit? And then I was like, then was like what? Your finger in people's armpits? Like, that's your thing? <laughs> what? Yo, get your boy Zion over here, you know? Like, bro. <laughs> that's, that is wild. Just go around sticking your... Okay. Jalen Rose, look. It's I don't no think, world, it, but he he had his hand on his shoulder, like you said. I don't think yeah. it was in a. But um, he's still on the network, so it can't be that big of a deal. Who I mean, maybe Yeah, maybe they won't work together for a while, but he's still on ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know why they. Uh, because because I've assumed. I mean, I know Rory is is, is doing good. Hashimura, that, that was a great signing by them, but I'm I'm confused as to why. Like they signed Tristan. I know that they, I they, know they, why. I, I know they played with LeBron or he played with LeBron before. That's why. That's it. But how come they don't play him? Like, like on the bench or like Would in you the. Play the him? Huh? Would you play him? I mean, if 80 was in foul trouble or one of the key players, I mean, yeah, you can still get boards. I'd rather put Lonnie Walker down there and take my chances. Lonnie Walker no, in the I'll, center? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I'm about to so, say, bro. Tristan Thompson can grab rebounds. 
That's what he can do. Uh, offensively, mm, bit of a mess. Free throw shooting, bit of a mess. I feel like he's probably break glass in case of emergency type. Like if, because I mean, you still have Gabriel. They probably turn to Gabriel before Tristan Thompson. Like Thompson, if Thompson's playing, AD probably fouled out early or the game's out of hand and they're just throwing him out there. I think that's the only time you see Tristan Thompson uh, in the playoffs. Plus, he does. All right. I don't know how this is going to come across to you, Laker fans, but Lakers got a lot of corny dudes on the team. And Tristan Thompson's pretty corny, too. But because the whole ice in the vein celebration that like four or five of them were doing when Schroeder hit the shot in the playing game. That was a tough shot. I wanted to turn my TV off. Oh, they're doing I, like the. Like the number one, that's D'Angelo Russell's thing. Well, yeah. Doing that. Yeah, that's Russell's, yeah. Dennis Schroeder, you're the last one to be doing that. But whatever. Um, not, man, let me look like I had to shine, man. That was a playing game. Like, I hope it lasts a couple more games. Memphis, y'all, Memphis, if John Morant's watching, win three straight. End it. I, I can't take it. If the Lakers win this round, it's going to be at least four more games of Lakers fans. Oh, we're going to shock the world. I can't. I can't take it. I can't. I mean, uh, well, whoever advances, who who do they play uh, next? They the Warriors, play... I think. The Warriors or Kings? Yes. That could be I an mean, interesting series. Either one, way. if you're a Grizzlies fan, the fact that you'd have to go Lakers first, a team that you created this hatred against, then to Golden State, who you have hatred for, based off of last year, that's a lot of emotion. But, um, I mean, look, I'll give the Lakers credit. For games one and three, they looked really good. Game yeah, two, like, which is the one that they probably, like a lot of Lakers fans thought game two, they were going to win when they knew Morant was going to play. Yeah. They didn't play that well. So now we're going to well, see game Well, three. they said that they played better without Morant on the floor. They, they kind of did. You take Morant off the floor, you have nobody who can break down defenses. You have nobody that's a real threat, like, at the rim. I mean, Bain kind of gets into the lane every once in a while, but he's more of a perimeter guy. Jaron Jackson sometimes just looks awkward in the paint. Yeah. I I, I don't know if he – I think somebody probably needs to get with him to learn low post moves necessarily. But, like, his dribble – it's like really yeah, loose it's kinda, in the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. He's always is. getting stripped. It's like gotta fix that. And then he's more. He's more like a. He, he, he of like a Finney Smith, like <laughs> someone who like hangs out the art, you know, kind of like that that stretch big. But Jaron Jackson needs to be down low. Yeah, Problem yeah, is, he has no choice. But Adams is out. Stop dribbling. You are putting the ball way too high. Guards will just come down and take well, it. You know what, Kyle? I am going to say, you know, walk on, man. Be a be the big man now. <laughs> 80 don't want me. Huh? I'll take, 80, I'll take 80 out to the perimeter all day. 80, 80 doesn't want to guard me on the perimeter. He don't want me. I still haven't seen your shot, man. Like, you, you I think you're bullshitting now. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not. But... <laughs> I can shoot from the perimeter. 
I want to see your shot, man. I'm, I'm curious. Next time I go to a court, I will record it. I've been well, in the wild place. Like yeah. you said in the last episode, and I haven't seen it. And I haven't gone to the court. <laughs> When I go, <laughs> I will record it. Well, I guess I get. Well, I guess when you say gym, I, I meant I, I thought you mean like court gym, like at LA Fitness, whatever. But if I go anywhere that has a basketball hoop, I will. I will record my shot. You don't have a basketball hoop at your house? No. Oh, you kind of had. I thought you did. <laughs> like you didn't think. Like you didn't think about that. You're like, no. I don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I used to have one, but we had to move houses. If I did, I'd be hustling people in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh man! But Just um, I mean, like anything we missed. I mean, as far as playoff matchups, I know you got the Nuggets. They're three zero, but the probably ended tonight after this Hawks touches game. I mean, Jokic is doing his thing, you know. Uh, when is the, like, when is the, oh, now, I wanted to ask you, because, like, mm-hmm. since Brog, Brogdon is, he got the sixth man of the year, right? Rightfully. I think you know where I'm going with this. Maybe not, um, but people on Twitter, TikTok have said that um, the email quickly should have got it. No. Um, I saw that on Twitter, and I told people, no. For what? One, Brogdon averaged more points. Brogdon played every game off the bench. Quickly actually started a few games. Brogdon is just a better player. I, I mean, think the what, problem I is mean, Brogdon is quick, I mean, what quickly flashy. brings for the what, what, what quickly brings to the Knicks, I mean, off the second unit. I mean, bring? that's, um, he brings, um, you know, passing, shooting, scoring. Literally everything plays. Brogdon does. So I mean, I think I think I think Ty said that. Um, I mean, any anybody who was in that conversation, what? I mean, I mean, I mean, he had a point that he was like anybody who was in that that category. I mean, there was no argument of who could have won it. Brogdon does all of that and averaged more points. Okay, they got it right. Sorry, Emmanuel, quickly. Maybe next year. It was Brogdon. The only person I thought they might have given it to was Portis, but I think Portis kind of missed a lot of games down the stretch. Maybe that took him out, but Brogdon was the guy. I appreciate you for trying quickly. I mean, he, I mean, quickly, he, he still had a good year, though. You know. Yeah, he deserved votes. He didn't deserve to win. So who do you think would be their next runner-up um, behind Malcolm if Malcolm didn't win it? Who do you think would have won it? I'll find him quickly came second. Because quickly, yes, he had a good year. I thought, like I said, Portis, I think Portis missed <coughs> like a good amount of games like a few weeks ago. Maybe that took him out of the running. But I thought it was, yeah, Brogdon, quickly, or Portis. That's Those are the top three to me. Oh yeah, appreciate this. I appreciate this description, uh, Steve. Thank you, thank you. Um, I don't know if you see that on the on the screen too. That just popped up. Maybe it was just me. I thank you for thank you for the subscription, uh, Steve. Uh, I appreciate that, my brother. Um, you just subscribed to the channel. Okay. But um, yeah. Oh, that's the Roth 
I I don't know. Okay. Kind of because I know he's a guy who follows me on Twitter. I think I've shared this on Twitter. He might have seen it there and subscribed. Oh, Steve Roth, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's the guy who like recently followed me on Twitter. So yeah, appreciate that, Steve. Yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, definitely, definitely. Wait, like he's not part of the network, right? A part of the um, the sports. Is this a rant? Is this a random fan? Random supporter? I think, he's, I think he's like trying to get on the network or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah I appreciate the subscription, uh, Steve. I mean, tell your uh, sh- like share the show out, man. I appreciate that. Um, any other matchups? I mean, I know we got the your current series, Hawks and Celtics. Celtics. Or Hawks stole a game uh, last game, uh, beat the Celtics. I gave it to him. I gave it to him. Um, Lakers, Grizzlies. I mean, oh, Clippers, Suns. That's another good series going on right yeah. now. I mean, uh, and Booker doing his thing, Kevin Durant doing his thing, Kawhi. I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, I don't know if he's hurt or he's just kind of like. I feel like Kawhi's probably always hurt. To be honest with you, I I just think he's another guy whose body probably has just robbed him of a great career. Well, I can't say it because he still had a great career, but probably robbed him of a better career. We knew coming into the league, you know, there were some whispers about him having like arthritic knees and all that. Maybe he's at that point where his knees are just continuously going to be a problem. You know, he's got to manage it really well, which is probably why when people are like, um, why needs to play more? And you ask him, he'll be like, I only care about the playoffs. I kind of understand why. His body only has so many games in him. And he doesn't want to waste it just for a regular season. It's kind of a terrible mentality to have and be open about it. But the Clippers didn't bring him there to win games in the regular season they brought him there to win a title because you know steve ballmer if the clippers ever won a title look out for that man like he may jump in a hot air balloon throw money down that guy would lose his mind if the clippers ever won a title so um yeah unfortunately i i just think he's always going to be hobbled yeah i mean he uh He he was going off uh, for a couple like had a couple I think games one and two then he got he got hurt yeah um but that's but that's, that's another good series to to watch out for I think it's two two right side up is it where are the Suns ahead hold on let me see I can have it right here uh, Suns. It might be two two. Cause I know Clippers they were up two or was it like one they split? I know, I think Clippers won game one. Yes. No, I think no, I think they're I think Clippers are down three one. To be honest, I was about to say I feel like the Suns kind of won every game after Game One. Because uh, is that like an NBA like live NBA like bracket? Right? Yeah, I think I mean NBA.com is probably the best place to do. 
Yes, let me see. The next game is Tuesday. Yeah, it's 3-1 Phoenix. Yeah. 3-1 Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, because I was about to say, I feel like ever since the Clippers won game one, I feel like it's been all Phoenix since then. Right. Like, I'm on the NBA site. It's just they have, like, the plan. They have, like, the different seating. They don't have the – who's winning each, like – they don't have, like, the uh, – They should because I feel like I've gone there. I have to like search around a little bit. Um, yeah, so my actually Miami's up. Miami's up. They're up two one. Yep. Um. Okay, so it's updated. Uh, Cleveland Knicks are down or up three one. Uh, Phoenix or not Phoenix? I mean uh, Philly. They're advanced. Uh, Celtics two one. Atlanta. Uh, Memphis or uh, Nuggets. 3-0, Suns, 3-1, yep. Kings are 2-2, and then Groovies are, are uh, Lakers are 2-1, so, yep. Well, it's like Kings Warriors might be the only one that goes seven games. What do you think? Who do you think wins the uh, Lakers and Grizzlies series? I picked the Grizzlies before the series. I'm going to stick with it, although I feel very shaky about that pick. Um, Don't poke the bear, Kyle. Don't poke the Lakers, man. Scared of LA. You better be, man, because if if AD said this before, when they won Game One, I said, "Show me what you got in Game Two. They came out flat. Is this next game in? Is this next game in LA? In LA. So Game Four. Do not let Memphis win that game, because then that just shows me the same inconsistencies that they had during the regular season are following them in the playoffs. So basically they can end it. If the Lakers, if the Lakers win like Have Monday end of game five in, in, Memphis. In, in Memphis. Yes. And if they lose there, at least they have game six back in LA. Right. If it goes to seven up, in Memphis, I think LA would be in trouble. I don't know Gosh, if I would trust them the way this series is going to win a game seven in Memphis, but I mean, okay, so because looking at it, you know, Jaron Jackson is struggling with AD. That that's just what it is right now. If Jaron Jackson somehow turns that around, I'd feel better about Memphis. I just don't see it. Um, I think, I think Canard needs to get going because he's somebody looking at this series. I thought he was a guy who'd be able to get open threes and knock them down. That last, well, I mean, I can't really put it on him last game because everybody was bricking in the first half for Memphis. You know, luckily, all that game meant for all the embarrassment of what they have, like nine points in the first quarter. It was just one game. Game four is completely different. So if you are a Memphis fan, um, <laughs> Doug is. Doug is hilarious, man. I gotta, I mean, I gotta read his message, man. <laughs> he's like, speaking of the Dylan Brooks situation, he was like, first of all, because it's 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 kind of odd that that Brooks was talking all that shit to LeBron, and then uh, when it comes when when the Lakers beat the Grizzlies the other night, like he didn't want to talk to the media, and 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 and, and Douglas was like, first of all, Brooks is done. All it took all it took was a few days for him to talk. Then don't want to talk. He's in his own head. 
Secondly, I appreciate him because he has ticked us off. Now, they will be on vacation in a few days. There are some bears that you just don't poke um, when you're on the passenger side of the car instead of the driver's, which is job. Uh, Brooks, Brooks, <laughs> Brooks mouth is all NBA. His play is juicy. <laughs> but let's be honest, though. He talked about LeBron. The MVP of game three was AD to me. It's not like LeBron dropped 40 or 50. It was AD. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mad at Dylan Brooks necessarily. So if you're going to tell me that him talking about LeBron poked the bear of Anthony Davis, that's not on Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks was talking to LeBron. AD, that problem, that's on Jaron Jackson. Now, Jaron Jackson is supposed to be a defensive player of the year candidate. This is your moment to shine. And so far, you've been failing. And if you can't figure this out, I, I, I just don't see how Memphis wins this series unless, you know, jaw drops 40 each game from here on out. Then they have a chance. I will say, like, the end of the fourth quarter when Memphis really made it interesting, if you're a Grizzlies fan, you could be optimistic by that because the way that game started, it looked like that was going to be like a 40-point blowout. But they made it interesting late. That's what I'm holding on to as somebody who picked Memphis. I think I picked Memphis in seven games. And to be honest with you, it could still go that way. The first quarter of game four will tell me a lot about this series. If if the Lakers come out and have another performance like game three, this series will be over in probably five. If Memphis comes out and plays really well, I think it could go six, seven games. Oh, you're muted. My bad. Um, I mean, we're, we are coming up on like uh, well, almost two hours. Oh, I guess it's two hours almost. Um, but we can definitely talk about this last thing and then we can move on to like the NFL and like the I guess next we can talk about the fight and then I guess end it with the NFL draft and everything. But um, like Dylan Brooks did come out and say that he hates how, because um, like he's a villain, I guess, in the NBA right now. Like he's one of the villains, like Draymond Green. And he he, he, he said that like uh, the media and the fans create a whole different persona of him and factored into the game three. But I mean, even Jory Williams uh, in the group chat said that like, I don't get why. He's come, where he's coming from when he opens his mouth. Well, she's also a Lakers fan as well. Is she a Lakers fan too? I, 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 didn't I was know shocked that. by that. She, she actually is one. I, for some reason, I thought she was a Hawks fan because she's in Atlanta, but she's a Lakers fan. I thought she was a ten. Well, there's no Tennessee team in the NBA. She's a Titans fan for football. Yeah, that's kind of threw me off with the NBA. Yeah, because Freddie, Freddie, one time was like, um, my Lakers family and he mentioned jory and i was like jory's a lakers fan and she was like yep and i was like oh my god oh yes yeah i think i'm gonna have her on the show i think next week um sometime or maybe in two weeks uh she she, she wants to come on the show i'll see what they're trying to do to me the one Celtics fan well i I didn't mean no well i didn't even think about that because i because i want her on i'm just i'm just (laughs) i want well i want her on because i want her to talk about the whole um, the Angel Reese thing because she has some a lot of things to say about that from the woman's perspective. So, I, I mean, I know it happened a long time ago, like well, not a long time ago, but a couple of weeks ago. But uh, 
Um, but real quick, I we'll I did a TikTok yeah. on that. It was it was such a stupid subject, but you know. Yeah, I mean, real quick. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, real quick, talk about the fight. I know you didn't watch the fight yesterday, but um, for all the viewers who didn't see it, uh, Javante Davis, Javante Tank Davis from Baltimore, Maryland, represented four one zero four four three, just like me. Uh, uh, he um, he fought Ron Garcia, um, in a super fight. Um. There was no belt involved. I think it was just for bragging rights. Uh, I mean, I was I was excited for this fight. I was I, I was hyped for it. Um, you know, a lot of crap talking, which like you know that's called for you know promotion and something. I did um, see the Sports Center back and forth with the two of them. Yeah, kind he was like, that, oh, was like, like he was like, I'm gonna, like, I think John, he was like, I'm gonna come to your room. He was like, come to my room. Like, I guess they're in the same hotel. I think whatever. Because uh, apparently, apparently, like. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan Garcia kind of blamed, or not blamed, kind of like, because like Javante, I guess him and his camp were spying on 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 them in like the in like their gym to see what they were doing. I like the rehydration thing or something. Yeah. Um. What like what is he like? What is that? Is it like a certain amount of weight you have to be at or whatever? I think it's something where you'll see boxers cut a lot of weight just to make weight. For the weigh-in, and then after that, they'll rehydrate, gain some weight after it, because technically, all you do is make weight at the weigh-in. After that, you can kind of do what you want. So I guess for Tank, so if you so like, at the weigh-in, if I you're like, one... like if you cut weight to make the weigh-in, that's what you're fighting me at. I don't want you blowing up like five <clears> six pounds coming into the fight a little bit heavier. I, I believe that's what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm like the biggest, you know, boxing fan. Like I'll watch boxing, but I think that's well. What apparently, it's well. Apparently, it's beneficial for both fighters because it's fair. So I don't see what the pro problem with their thing. Oh, how like it was rehydration. If um, if if, if there was no rehydration clause, Ryan would have won. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's I think it's fair game because both you both enough boxing. You get a boxer who loses, they will come up with. Every excuse in the book. Yeah, like, and, and people were saying, and people were saying the fight was rigged. I mean, there was seven something seven rounds. To be honest, I thought that it wasn't rigged because one, I think that knockdown that he got uh, against uh, Ron Garcia in the second round kind of stunned him a little bit. And then the seventh round, I mean, even Lamar Jackson, like I think he responded to a fan and he was like, "Oh, it was it was it was rigged." Uh, uh, and Lamar, like, subtweeted and tweeted him. He was like, imagine you getting hit by Devontae Davis in the liver area. Because it happened so quick. I thought it was a punch that went up high, you know what I'm saying? And, like, he got it, like, ducked, kind of like – and then – it was a good tactic. Um, and there's something like, hey, why didn't Ron Garcia get up and continue? Like, okay, imagine this, you getting hit in the liver as hard as you can. Not, not just like me – Hitting the Kyle one punch just for the hell of it. I'm saying it's like if I'm really pissed at Kyle and I'm we're in a boxing fight and I hit you right in that liver, like you ain't coming back up. You know what I'm saying? And he he got up, but he did. He was like, and Davis was like, he he was playing mind game. He was like telling them, hey, get up. He was like, nah, I can't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, people. I get it. People wanted to go go, go the distance. And I think he even called it. Um, Devontae, he was like, oh, I'm gonna knock him out or knock him. 
knock him down in in, in seven rounds. I think uh, he's talking to Brandon Marshall. I think in an interview, or whatever. Because some 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 high profile celebrities had Gervonta winning in the seventh round, and that's why they can't. That, but no, like imagine you getting hit as hard as you can, real punch to the liver. I mean, people are saying that like a liver shot is like more crazier or deadlier that, that's probably, that's than a headshot. Probably a separation of hardcore boxing UFC and maybe not. I wouldn't want to say casual because it's such a negative word to say you're a casual fan, but maybe somebody who's like a boxing fan in passing where you assume headshots is how are how you knock people out. Right, you right. can knock somebody out with a body shot because, like you said. You hit someone in the liver enough, that's not a <coughs> like, pain you want to. It felt like it was like on the button too, like right yeah. under the nipple, like area like that. Yeah, that's painful. You get hit there enough, and even in the stomach, like in that, you know, like anywhere in that, in that rib cage like, area. Yeah, because just standing up will feel like you're kind of stretching it out and it'll get painful. And then you're kind of boxing, like favoring that side, and that's the worst thing as well. So. Then imagine yeah, if, if you, or, if you or, or imagine, doing, you right, like, or like imagine if he did get up, right, and and there's thunder. Like even if he got up, Devontae would have attacked it again in, in that same area, or even on the other side. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I would get, I get people wanted to go to distance like twelve rounds, but I, mean, I thought it was too, but like it would happen so quick that punch, like the way he ducked and he he hit him on the button, like it, 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 it was a perfect perfect time shot, and like, but like. What if, what if Ryan got up and continued to fight? Because he, he had the chance. It was like 10-second count. So, like, he got up. Like, he's on his knee. About to get it. He's like, no, nah, I can't. Like, so, but imagine if he did continue to fight. He would have either knocked him out because he would have been stunned. Or he would have yeah, targeted. If, he, if targeted, he's favoring the liver, he's leaving his face open. Now he's just going to get up, up there. Or favoring that one side, hit him, hit him with another shot to the other side, or yeah. so smart I mean, boxers wouldn't understand how to attack that if he starts. And Davis favoring. is right. Like in the press conference, I think I mean I don't know if you know I, mean, I don't know if you watched enough boxing like like me and Dylan do, but like um like Javante Davis, I, I think would be um the best like in this generation of boxers. The best all-around fighter, a, a person who, a boxer who can, you know, move his head, like like Mayweather, like head movement, uh, foot agility, a uh, person who can have. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Both boxers had knockout power. I think Garcia had the left hook, which he's always like, oh, his left, which is, is dangerous. But Javante, that's Davis kind of said that in the press conference, like. You're not really a true boxer because, like, you, all you have is a left hook. I got, I got more things. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't look like Davis was even tired in some round. I think he could still go on for 12 rounds or even more. I mean, he was more. Not saying that Garcia wasn't conditioned for the fight because he, he he still looked good, like coming into the fight, no problems. But Gervonta, no, with no argument, like he is probably one of the best all around boxers we've seen since like Mayweather. Where he obviously Mayweather has been in his corner, but now at the press conference, like like you, you usually have your trainer, your promoter, your manager. I mean, I know I didn't see Mayweather because May, it was. I don't think TMT or whatever they weren't behind. The, I think it was his Golden Gloves promotion, his his own promotion. 
I get that. So Mayweather wasn't there at the press conference, but Oscar De La Hoya, he was there. And I don't know if I was tripping, but I did not see Oscar De La Hoya in his corner at all that night. And he was talking all that shit. I think so, I guess, to, for Garcia, but just like Melvin, I think Melvin, no, I think Martin Luther said in the chat, or Chris said that, like, I think that Oscar just wanted some of uh, Ron Garcia's money. Because obviously, if you're going to, if, if basically, if you're in the UFC or in the boxing, like at a press conference, I, well, usually it's, the, it's just the fighters at the press conference in the UFC. But like, usually at a main event for boxing, it's usually your, the fighter, the, your manager, your promoter. And I think it's kind of odd to not see Oscar there. Um, something made it, might might have happened. Um, something might have happened where the press conference and the weigh in, or the, or the last weigh in and the last showdown, something happened. Um, but yeah, I did not see him in in, in Garcia's corner. I don't I, I don't know if that would have made a difference. But some people are saying that like you know, I mean he's still a dangerous. I mean he's still a dangerous fighter, Garcia. But maybe he needs someone like Mayweather or someone like, or like, I'm surprised he didn't have Canelo in his corner. Somebody who, like, you know, is respected or Triple G, you know what I'm saying? Someone who, you know, is, has been there, done that. Um, I know Oscar De La Hoya, he's been there, done that, but he got, he got knocked out years ago and he kind of like left the scene and left the boxing scene for a hot minute until he became like an announcer. But um, like Mayweather, I mean, Javon uh, uh, Davis, he's the complete package that it come to boxing, man. Like he's proved it. Like twenty seven, what? Uh, when that's twenty seven knockouts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, still undefeated. Um, well, I know, I, know, I, know, I know they're undefeated coming into the fight, uh, but people are saying that Javante hasn't he hasn't faced a true opponent. But he faced Ron Garcia, and he like he what does he have to prove? Now I would say maybe he he can fight uh, Haney, um, but I think he had an interview where he's like, "Oh, I'm not doing no water. I'm not I, I, I'm not doing no rehydration or whatever." Uh, so he might fight at 146. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, my dad, we, me, my brother, and my dad split the fight. Um, three ways, so it wasn't it, it was, but my dad, he was pissed. He was like, what the hell is this? Like, um, well, I mean, I'm sure your dad probably remembers the times when people, well, yeah, Mike well, Tyson oh, and Mike Tyson, Tyson like, like George Foreman, it was like, what? This is what I paid for? So, you got seven rounds. That's, <coughs> I mean, that's, that's, Decent enough for well, maybe not maybe not for the price tag. I mean, that's where that's coming from. But if you're gonna tell me a hype fight goes seven rounds, I can live. Well, because I thought I thought it exceeded I thought it exceeded expectations because most people thought it was gonna be like high powered, high punches, which it was. Like people thought it was gonna end like three, four rounds, five rounds, you know. So the fact that it ended seven rounds, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I wish it would end a little, a little, a little uh, went a little longer. For the money, the for what's that saying? Like your um something bite for your buck or whatever. Or, oh, bang for your buck. Or bang for your buck, yeah. So, uh, but like, you do you have any other thoughts on that, or like, who do you see, Ron? Like, I, I feel like Ron. I think they want a rematch. I think Ron Garcia wants to fight or needs to fight other fighters to get prepared, like get more prepared, because mm-hmm. like he 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 really didn't have no head movement. Like he really didn't. 
he was leaving his face open. That's why he got knocked down uh, in the second round. Yeah. Uh, um, I heard, I mean, I saw Martin put in the group chat. He was talking about how, you know, he thinks Garcia is a really good fighter. It's just that he probably needs somebody to kind of show him like the nuance of boxing. Like the head movement, the foot, the footwork. Yeah, because the way I'm picturing it is like Garcia probably is a guy who, you know, just a knockout hook, artist. His left hook is probably deadly, so all That's he it. really knows <laughs> is throwing the left hook and hopefully catching you. Right. But boxing is way more than that. Like you have to have counters. You have Endurance. To, yeah. So I kind of see where Martin's coming from, where it's like if you and, give Garcia some time with like a real seasoned boxer, maybe you have something there. But then I kind of see what you're saying. Like, if that's the case, then all right, get a couple of fights in your back pocket and then go back at tank and see where you are there. Because if you're going to try to fight him now in the same condition, why should we expect the same result? So um, maybe that's something where, you know, maybe (laughs) I'm sure it's like Garcia's pride is like, I want to fight him now, but he might have to take a step back and be like, look. Let me get some more time in the gym. Let me round out yeah. my, my form and all that, and then I'll be ready for him. Yeah, I mean, they 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 showed – I mean, even Garcia showed great sportsmanship. Uh, they, they, like, exchanged numbers, I think, after the post-fight or post-press conference. So, like, you know, um, I mean, I, I think there was some feuding before the fight, but I'm pretty sure the, you know, uh, Javante kind of – or what's the other uh, – I think Garcia – Garcia, no. Davis earned Garcia's respect, or was it the other way around? Davis earned Garcia. Well, I mean, I guess that could be true, even though Davis is the one who won. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Respect him by, by him beating him, if he, I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sorry, man. I... Other, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, I mean, these fighters understand. The, the whole trash talking stuff, that's to sell the fight. Yeah. That's what most people want. They want to see two guys who hate each other. Yeah, I'll buy that. If they were both up there, like, hugging each other, people would be like, I don't, I don't care about this. They're buddies. Burr. So they, they get the whole business of boxing. But after that, you're just two guys, you know, putting your body on the line, trying to make a living for your family. And that's where the mutual respect can be. <coughs> It's not right. easy being a boxer. I mean, we've seen through history, you know, Muhammad Ali for how great he was. Look at the toll it took on his body. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Tyson, as great as a fighter he was, look what the business side of it did to him, where he was basically getting robbed right in front of his face, but he didn't know it because all he cared about was fighting. Right, right. And you know, boxers they understand they get into this this game. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with, you know, who's handling your money, who's in charge of promoting you. Like, you got to be really careful about the people who have access to you. And I'm sure because of that, boxers, when they meet up, they're like, look, you know, we're fierce competitors, but we're just trying to make it in this wild world of boxing to be at the top, win belts. You know, have the future set for your kids and all that. <coughs> right, right, right. At a certain point. Right. All right. Well, well. Before we uh, close it out, let's go to NFL. I know when when I was on the boat, 
Um, there was some breaking news that happened on the Ravens front. Um, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham signed with the uh, the Ravens for one year for like fifteen million. I think. Oh, another breaking news is Lamar signed. Uh, I made a joke. Oh, wait, what? What? <laughs> I said from the breaking news was Lamar signed. Ha, I made a joke because that still I hasn't mean, happened. Well, I was, well, I was going to ask you, like, with the Odell signing kind of like push the needle? It doesn't change a thing for me. Because they asked Odell, did you sign because of Lamar? He told everybody Lamar didn't make any guarantee he was coming back to Baltimore. Which let me know that OBJ just went there because Baltimore offered him a boatload of money for one year. And I think that the fact that it's only one year is even interesting as well. Because maybe in Odell's mind, if Lamar comes back, it's just on the one-year franchise tag. And then why would he can why would he sign for longer than that if there's no guarantee Lamar, even if he comes back, is not more than one year? Baltimore side, OBJ's been hurt the past few years he's actually played. Why would they tie up more than one year into him as well? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it changes anything in terms of Lamar. I'll show Lamar is happy they signed him, <coughs> right? At least if he does go back on the franchise tag, it's a at least it's a it's a upgrade at the position for as long as OBJ can play. But it probably doesn't move the needle either way for Lamar. I kind of thought um, the Jalen Hurts thing might impact Lamar more, but then the more I thought about it, I don't think that I don't think that does anything either. Other than proves another top talent got his money, but he didn't get fully guaranteed, and it's somewhere in the back of Lamar's mind. Uh, it, uh, it, it wasn't fully guaranteed his Hurts uh, contract. No, I think Hurts is. It was like a team friendly deal, right? Yeah, because I think the guarantee is only like one seventy five. Oh, wow. So it's, so it works up to like thirty something a year. Do you know what he wanted fully guaranteed? Uh, Hertz or did he say what he wanted? Hertz, I don't think Hertz cared because I mm-hmm. I believe. So here's the issue of fully guaranteed. Tom Brady kind of screwed that up for everybody. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was never one of the highest paid quarterbacks because Tom Brady understood if I take too much money that's going to leave a hole somewhere on the team that the team can't fill, which means the team may not be as good as it could be. So Brady always took less with the understanding that by him taking less, Belichick and the Patriots are going to have a really good team around him. For 20 years, that's what happened. Because that's what I've kind of said with Lamar. A lot of people looked at that Ravens team and said, this team needs a lot of offensive weapons. And that's when, when Lamar was cheap because he's on the rookie deal. So now if you turn that rookie deal into like a $50 million a year deal, that's money that's being taken away from other players, other positions, and then how does the team look? So I think the Jalen Hurts thing probably makes Baltimore smile a little bit because they're like, See, us not offering you fully guaranteed isn't some slap in the face. It's just what the NFL is. Now, All I right. guess the question would be, what, I guess, what officially was Baltimore's offer to Lamar before the season? Because I think the other day I was hearing somebody talk about it, and they said, 
it was like 133 guaranteed, but it may not have even been like five years or something. So that that made me think, what if Baltimore really likes Lamar, but they don't like him at five years at a time? What if they want to do two, three-year deals with Lamar to kind of see where he is? <laughs> and maybe Lamar's like, I don't want that. I want five years of security. What if that's the whole fight? Not necessarily the guaranteed money, but Just the length of the deal. Right. So maybe he wants to be like stay with the Ravens for more, like not in terms of money, but like maybe like most, Mahomes, like ten years. Most franchise quarterbacks they get at least five year deals. Right. So if Baltimore's like, we'll give you two with a third year option type. Yeah, so thing, we don't really like, know what the whole haul. I mean, I mean, like we don't know if it's the length of the contract. I mean, I, went, I know it's the guarantee money. Like that's the the center, that's the, the nucleus of the whole situation. But, like, mm-hmm. we don't know, like you said, if it's the year, the length, or, like, you know. So, I mean, the draft is coming up. I mean, the last kind of segment of the show, the draft coming up. I mean, do you see the Ravens? Drafting a quarterback, yep. Drafting a quarterback or 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 let or have, like, a draft trade for Lamar? Do you see that happening or not? Or do you – like, something crazy happening? I thought about this as well. If you are a fan of a draft day deal, I feel like the team that's probably in the best position for that might be Washington. Because Washington's sitting at 11. 11th pick? I think it's sitting at 11. So if you look at the top quarterbacks, none of them will really be there at 11. You know, Stroud will be be gone. Young will be gone. Levis probably would be gone. What about Richardson? Uh, Richardson? I still have no idea about Richardson. Richardson to free? me could go, he could go three, he could go twenty something to me to be honest. What about like Hendon Hooker? What about him? Even though he's hurt, Hendon Hooker is apparently flying up draft boards. All that's, of a sudden. that's what I've heard. Yeah, and that might be that might put a wrench in Baltimore's plans because if I'm Washington, I'm sitting at eleven. Hendon Hooker's there. I may just take Hooker at eleven. Like he won't be he probably won't be ready for the first part of the season. Yeah. They have Sam Howell who can kind of you know play until then. Because Sam Howell at least looked better than Wentz last year. Yeah. I still think Atlanta's interesting at eight because I feel like if I feel like if Richardson's not there at eight, because I could see Atlanta taking a flyer on Richardson at eight. Would they reach and go crazy and take Hooker at eight? Maybe, but I I think those are the two best bets. I I, I don't know about Indianapolis at three. Only way I see that is if there's if they're in love with Stroud or Young, and those two go one and two, then maybe you can convince <coughs> Indianapolis to get the third pick. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see it. I think it's Washington, Atlanta. Maybe Tennessee, but Tennessee's pick is. I'm trying to think where Tennessee's pick is. Although supposedly Tennessee might move up in the draft. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of moves in the draft, I think. A lot of trades. Um... Well, yeah, because Houston supposedly might move their pick because Houston is now a team where they don't necessarily see themselves having to take Stroud or Young at two. Mm-hmm. They're willing to move back and maybe. 
take like Hooker, who might be hanging around at 15 or 16. This is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound crazy as hell, man. Um, Maybe not. I think that the reason why there's so much time between Lamar signing and we still got D-Hop on the market, right? I think, and I think the Cardinals just said that, I think that they just reported that they would take a second round pick for D-Hop. I think they they just said that. D-Hop might get released. At some point, I think that maybe I'm biased. I think to get a Lamar, we all know. (laughs) I think draft day, Lamar extended, and we trade a pick for D Hop to the Ravens. I think we give away a second round pick for D Hop. Could happen. Okay. I so think it could happen. Out the season, what, what does that make Baltimore? Like what? What? What you mean? So you have Lamar back. You have Hopkins and OBJ mm-hmm. and Bateman. Okay, yeah. So, so how do you see Baltimore looking at that point? As far as like record wise, as far as like, do you think they're a slam dunk? Division winner. Yeah, I mean, I I want to see what Odell's first half, or if they can even, because I mean, he did look good in the workouts, but it's it it doesn't. He's that, that's, against nobody. I don't care we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, it's no no full pads, you know. what I'm saying so. I want to see how he does in the couple in, in the first couple couple games. Um. Even with Bateman, because I know he's hurt. He he came back. Duvernay's coming back. I think he's more like a – he'll be like a more uh, – oh, depending on who we draft, we, we might draft a receiver uh, if he keeps the 22 pick. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if we're going to trade that pressure on pick, move up. Um, I mean, if I'm Baltimore – It's either it's either a receiver I or a quarterback, OBJ, I heard. I'm going to trade for D-Hop, and then I got to take another wide receiver at 22. Well, it's either it's either receiver or – it's either a receiver or cornerback. But I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you can bank on cornerback. Baltimore is going to take a defensive player. Oh, yeah. So, I think. Well, are you saying that if we get D Hop in trade, or are you saying no D Hop? We're if still going to. Don't get D Hop. I think Baltimore goes defense at 22. I mean, most, I mean, the draft is all about if you don't move up or down, it's all about the next player available. It could be a D end, it could be that dude. Um, uh, well, he might go higher. He might go probably earlier on, like Van Ness or whatever his name is, whatever that, that defense. Yeah. But if we were getting a receiver, if if he's there, I would like Jackson Smith and Jigma. If he's there, he or Zay there. Flowers, he won't be there. We'll see. We'll see. Because obviously the first couple are gonna be quarterbacks and like maybe. Um, and maybe some DN, some some linemen. Maybe, a I'm assuming. Chance JSN probably goes in the top twelve. Zay Flowers probably goes in the top eighteen. Oh, I forgot about Addison too. Jordan Addison. I forgot about him too. Addison might be there because it seems like Addison, out of the three of them, is falling he's, for some reason. He's he's the same height as uh, Hollywood Brown, right? He's short, right? Or is he taller than him? Yeah, he's not a big guy. <laughs> 
Zay Flowers isn't a big guy either. Yeah. Like Zay Flowers had to put on weight to get people to actually notice him. Right, Before right. the combine, he weighed like one sixty five, which was like Jack. Crazy. I mean, even he, 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 well, I'm not. I'm surprised the LSU wide receiver uh, is not being looked at like as crazy from LSU. He hasn't has really been in the limelight as far as receiver talent. Um, Keon Booty. He, he, he was never gonna be a first round. He was never gonna be a first round guy. Oh really? Hmm. He but was uh, as a second, third wide receiver. Johnston will be there at twenty-two. Who? Johnston's another guy who's kind of. Uh, he's from, he's from TCU, TCU, right? Yeah. He's, he's a big body. Right he, is he a big body receiver? Yeah, that's 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 his his one claim to fame. He's a big body, tall guy who can go up and get it. So yeah. if that's what you want, he'll be there at twenty-two. I I I feel confident in that. It's whether yeah. or not Baltimore would take him or maybe take a defensive guy, maybe trade up to get him early I second think, round or something like I that. Think some, I think the Ravens are – I think the I mean, they've done a good job in the draft. They got Kyle Hamilton. They got Howell Lindenbaum. They drafted really well. Um, it's not like they're a poor team at drafting players. I mean, obviously they got Lamar Jackson at 32. I mean, um, so they've done in the past – they've got Patrick Queen from LSU – I mean, so they they've done a good job at drafting players. I, I I don't have any doubt of we're gonna. I think the Ravens are gonna they're cooking something up low the on a on a low. So hopefully it's either moving up in the draft or staying put. This whole offseason's been on the low. They better be doing something on the low. Well, I'm saying like Their they're, they're not angular. really like you know obviously teams are not gonna or front offices are not gonna tell their plans so. That's with any team, you know, because anything can happen. Drag trades, like people can move up. So, um, I have faith in the Ravens of what they're going to do. I mean, they got the, like you said, Carl Hamilton. As a fan, you better have faith in them. Oh, I mean, I've always had faith. Ali Newsom has done a good yeah. job, and now EDCs. Um, I mean, I'd rather have Ali Newsom still as the, as the GM or as uh, making the making the. Uh, doing the draft trades, but he's still in like in the room in the in the draft war room. Um, but EDC is calling the shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like what teams move up. Um, do you have Bryce Young going one and Stroud going two, or do you have opposite? Or do you have someone a sneaky quarterback going number one, or do you have anybody? I still have a feeling Stroud goes one, but are you saying Stroud goes the number one? To the Panthers? I think, but I kind of feel like Young is more in play now. Um, it, it, I, I just feel it, like... It's Thursday, right? I think the one, the one thing holding Young back was his height. But I think people have kind of moved past that now. Right. And and now, if you're doing that, if you look at Young versus Stroud, just in terms of game tape for college, yeah, Young beats him by a mile. The one thing with Stroud is the the game against Georgia in in the playoffs of last year, he was getting beat up, but he still played, still played well. And I think that was the moment where I kind of was like, I could see Stroud going number one. But so so before like before before we end the show, I got a question. So like with the Ravens, right? Like the only way we move up. Do you think Lamar Jackson is in that talk? And is in that 
that package if we move up. That's the only chance we move up. Because if we're moving up, we're probably going to get a quarterback or a high rec- or a high profile receiver. So do you think Lamar is in that? In that? Because do you think if we if we stay put at twenty two or twenty three, Lamar is probably not in it until maybe after the draft. But if we move up, do you think Lamar is in that conversation of moving up? Is there, do, you, do you think they're in Lamar's minds about moving up? If Baltimore moved up to like top eight, I'm assuming that's because Lamar is getting dealt. If they move up to like 15 <laughs> or something like that, I think that's just them moving up because they're targeting a guy who's falling in the draft, but they don't think he's going to be there at 22. So that hmm. could be. So you, so, you, so you said if we go like, top, like, top. Like Porter Jr. Uh, he's probably going to go after Gonzalez and maybe after Witherspoon. I think if Porter Jr. makes it past like New England at 14, because I think New England might go corner at 14, mm-hmm. then Baltimore may look at it and be like, Gonzalez, Witherspoon are gone. Porter Jr. still there. But I don't know if he's going to last from 14 to 22. You know, maybe we call, I don't know, whoever's at 15 or 16, do a trade of like a first and a third to move up there. If that happens, I'd be like, Lamar probably has nothing to do with that. That's probably just them targeting a guy. A and guy, moving up. Yeah. If they, like I said, they vault up to the top like six, eight. top seven, that has to be a Lamar deal. It has to be. And if it's not, I mean, that's going to be really interesting. Like if they, if they sit there and were to move up that high to take a quarterback, not fully understanding what they're doing with Lamar. <coughs> I think that gets even messier because you're probably, you probably would be hurting yourself in negotiations because teams would be like, well, we really not going to offer you a lot because you just took a guy. So now you really have to move Lamar. I mean, I still think we'll probably hear a lot about Lamar this week. Yeah. Um, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, I would not be surprised if some rumor comes out from like Schefter or one of these guys about Lamar. That's what I think. And like you're definitely not wrong about that. I mean, I, I mean it's draft week. It's Thursday, right? That's when it starts. Yep. That's the first. That's uh, round one Thursday. I'm trying to remember how they do it now. Round one Thursday is like rounds two and three Friday. Then the rest of the draft is Saturday. Saturday. Can wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that wraps it up, man. I mean, Dave, do you have any other topics you want to talk about, or that's any that's final thoughts? All I can think about. Um, well, I will say I will be on the live stream for the first round at least of the draft because you know we have pregame picks on Thursday. Oh, yeah. We decided we'll just do the draft that day, so really excited about that. Oh yeah. You know, talk about you know gene godfrey about the draft as it goes on hopefully my patriots make a pick because i know they they love trading out of it but i mean give me something to to cheer but um i i think it's gonna be fun because i like you think the first round on thursday might be the most unpredictable of a draft i can remember because 
outside of one with Carolina, we well, I mean, we assume Carolina didn't move up to one to then move back. We know they're taking their pick. But Houston at two could move. Arizona at three probably is going to move. <coughs> the Colts at four could try to move up to two. Like it, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so wild. I, I, I cannot wait for that. This is the one of the best times of the sports schedule NFL draft for me. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I and, and, and I get props to all the analysts and not analysts who make up a draft mock draft because I, I mean, I can't, I can't. I can't follow all these players, I, uh, man. It's that's hard. Oh no, I do too. It's just like going in depth of like, oh, this dude's a a four three uh, defensive back who plays well, to the it, right. It's, it's different like, for those guys because they're literally yeah, they, getting paid to cover college football. Right, right. It's a little different for you know people like you or I, like, where it's like we 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 talk football one day, we could talk basketball this day, we could talk whatever. Like if I solely like stuck to the NBA or something. Yeah, I'd get in depth like that. I, I would know the backup center of Creighton or something like that. <laughs> right, right. I couldn't tell you who it was right now, but you know, but yeah, I you know McShay, guys yeah. like that. Like no this Piper. is their this is their Christmas right now because oh, they're yeah. gonna tell you about guys who play at schools you've never even heard of, and they'll like know their whole bio and everything, which is wild to me. But hey, um, that, that's that's for the love of their job, and I I give them all the respect in the world. Yeah, yeah, man. I think the thing that wraps up the show. Um, I'm Jordan Jean Louis. Um, I got my co-host Kyle Edwards on the show, man. I know we have the cheap seats. I think tomorrow um, on the network, and then we have uh, the big three. I'll be back on there. I was I got allergies, so I'm recovering from allergies. That's why I didn't come on the show. I was sick, but I'm. I'm Getting better, so I should be good for uh, for Tuesday's show. But other than that, I'm man, I mean, three, we are going to be doing a mock draft. That's okay. Kind of the whole episode. That's like the last draft or last kind of. Yeah, it's, it's draft week. We might as well just do a mock draft and call it a day. So, so how gonna, are we going to do that? Just like pick our teams and like, or just how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll like I'll be the Ravens GM, you be the Patriots GM. I'll either be Patriots or Falcons, depending on Lennon. You know, Dylan will be Seahawks. Oh, Lennon's part of the show? Or he's part of the draft thingy? Or he wants to do I it? I mean, he was never, like, officially added to the show. But yeah. I kind of just put him in the group chat because I like anytime he wants to come on a show. Because yeah. it kind of seems like Tuesday's the day. He he's do. free? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, Any, anytime you're free, come on. I don't. I mean, I don't care because, you know, he knows football and all that. He knows NBA. So, he, yeah. Um. And I think he because he he's really big on mock drafts, so I'm sure he'll want to do it as well. So I think we'll have some fun with it. Some people in the chat may pick for teams. I don't know. I don't even know which way it's going to go. But yeah, we'll, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that the show, man. Yeah. Well, uh, it's definitely been a good one. Um, you know, like I said, I'm Jordan Holloway, I got my book Kyle Edwards, and uh, we'll uh. You guys can see us on the Sports Empire Network tomorrow, uh, two nights in a row. Well, two nights in a row, Monday and Tuesday. Um, so check us out, uh, Sports Empire Network on uh, Facebook, Monday and Tuesday, then you're on uh, Pigskins uh, Thursday for the draft. So that's perfect. But yeah, man. So uh, yeah, we are out. We are out. Yep. Good night.